Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast, 471's After Show. Someone on the board is talking football, and this past weekend was the first games of the season. In the NFL, that is. And we're talking American football. American football. We're not talking that uh, that that football the stuff with Messier the round ball stuff? with 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 Lionel Messier. Mm. Correct. There was a lot of sports this weekend. I mean, okay. other than disc golf, obviously, we talked quickly about the U.S. Open, uh, and we have American football. We got baseball going on, like Estonian our, disc golf. Estonian disc golf. The bre- our, world. our Brewers are. My brewers, your brewers, yours, are in first place right now, keeping the Cubs at arm's length, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that that's always solid. But the big story in American football was Aaron Rodgers makes his debut with the Jets after being traded from the Packers, and four plays later, tears his Achilles and is out for the season. At 40 years old, uh, a torn Achilles, that could be a career ender. I mean, he's got a lot of, like, 75 million reasons why he should come back and play, but I, I don't know. It's 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 really unfortunate for a lot of reasons. As a Packer fan, had he played a majority of the stat, uh, snaps, we got a better draft pick from the Jets, but that's not going to happen, which is minimal in general, but just... Not the way I would have wanted to see Aaron Rodgers. He he didn't leave here on the best terms, but I, I respect him. I respect what he's done for our for our team. 
And as a player, that's great. I, I, I didn't want to see him go down like that. That's never what you want to see. I, if they got beat all season, they went own sixteen. I'd have done it with a. I'd have sat there with a smile on my face. This is a little different. It's it's never good to watch somebody get hurt. Yeah, I. Of course, you know the the barrage of uh, memes and jokes and everything else that gets made. Um, yeah, no, I I think it's pretty rude uh, to to find joy and excitement in an injury of that nature. Really, any injury. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of I think conflicted fans out there, as you were just saying, as to how we feel about it, how a Packers fan, I should say, feel about it, or if just where you stood with Aaron Rodgers as he was leaving town uh, and created and was surrounded with controversy and some turmoil over these last few years in Green Bay. I, I could see how there's a lot of conflicted fans, and I didn't even know about it till this morning. I actually went to bed at uh, almost a record-breaking time last night after <laughs> flying back from Estonia. So I heard everything secondhand. Uh, when I woke up this morning, and I just the only thing I thought of is, wow! So I've completed as many passes as Aaron Rodgers has as a, uh, as a Jets jet. quarterback. Huh? Well, and the other kind of side news to that, which made nationwide news, is there's a bar here in Milwaukee, just a few miles away, that is that was offering for every game Aaron Rodgers started and the Jets lost, they would pay the bar tab. So the wow. bar. So last night. The bar was packed. Everybody. <laughs> he started. A- a- Aaron Rodgers started, blows out his Achilles four holes in. The whole place erupts in cheers. Oh, my god! And as everyone's like, we're not cheering that Aaron Rodgers is, it got hurt, but we're cheering that our bar tab is going to be paid. So they run up the bar tab only to have the Jets win oh, at the last yeah. minute. What a payoff for the bar. <laughs> so the bar is suddenly like. Hey up, people! Wow! And uh, and so the bar actually made out on it. <laughs> what a wild story! Yeah, and there was news crews outside the bar. I saw it on the local news. It's a funny story. Obviously, they the obviously with the Jets winning, that's done now for the season because Aaron won't be starting any sure. more games. But uh, very very funny story to go alongside the unfortunate thing. Um, yeah, our Packers did win. Jordan Love looked really good. He routed the bears sorry mr harbeck but uh i mean seriously i as a, i almost felt sorry as a bears fan because you had to think like finally after like 20 plus years of having hall of fame quarterbacks the bears we've got justin fields it's our time to shine we're gonna we're gonna crush our rivals mm. and not so much okay <laughs> so sucks for them sucks for them they'll get another chance at the end of the season and uh and it was just nice to see that we that we did play well without Aaron Rodgers. We'll see how well Jordan Love is. I'm not sold on him, not sold against him. I I hope he continues to play well. He looked good, but who knows. Okay. There are, there are really good quarterbacks who looked really bad this week. So the fact that my quarterback looked good, I'm not going to uh I'm not going to be taking that with much more than take a Take that to salt. the bank just yet. I'm not going to take it to the bank quite yet. All right. Um Total, I'll just make a quick pivot to absolutely, uh, completely unrelated. That's good. That's what the after show is for, I'm going to go back to Estonia for a moment just to say I really enjoyed driving a manual car 
been a while, probably since it's been a while, and and I, I remember looking this up quite some time ago. Last so you guys manual will have to... car you owned was probably your Storm. No, no, no. My one of my elements, my previous oh, element. element. That's right, your element uh, yeah. was uh, manual, and then when I replaced that one, I it, I could only find a, an automatic. And I looked this up again. This was a few years ago, and I'm sure we could do a quick fact check. Something like only one percent of cars now sold in the U.S. are manual anymore, mm-hmm. right? It's obviously not being. It's not nearly as common overseas. Still far more common. And when it was all said and done, the rental car that I got from Enterprise of all places over there, they have a few of their own, you know, very specific uh, rental car agencies. But then there's a few of the the standard, you know, household names. I purposely got Enterprise. A, it was one of the cheapest, and B, uh, I have an account with them, so I want to rack up even points or whatever when I'm overseas. Mm-hmm. And you could choose right on the website if you wanted manual or automatic. Uh-huh. And I chose the manual, same price, all that stuff. And it ended up being, I don't even know what year, it was probably a 22 or maybe a 23, Toyota Corolla, kind of like almost station wagon. It wasn't like a regular okay. sedan. Of course, a lot of European cars in general are very different and just have different shapes and designs than what we have here. It was so incredibly easy and smooth and fun to drive. And then today, just like when I return home from Thailand and I'm used to being on the wrong side of the road driving a little scooter, today I was still on the correct side of the road, but just like having only one foot you know, on the uh, one like, foot engaged. Yes. Half your it, brain. It just, it, I know this all sounds so obvious and maybe a little stupid to some of you, but when you drive a car around in a foreign country for a week, almost a week, and then you go back to even your home settings, it's just a very, it takes a moment to get yourself mentally readjusted. But I just, I had so much fun actually being able to drive a manual car around and uh, smooth is the only word that I could think right. of to describe the way in which this drove and maybe maybe just newer cars are that much smoother <laughs> newer manual cars yeah. are probably better than the you know the mid to early 2010s that we're probably well, that I mean, the, or even the, 2000s the Honda was yeah, yeah mid 2000s exactly so uh that was something that was uh really unique and cool to see and the other thing when you're there um because the towns are generally small mm-hmm. they're not there's not a ton of signs, and it was very common that you could be on a highway. I'll use that in air quotes. You're on a highway, a main road, and you're turning onto another main road. There's maybe nothing to control that intersection whatsoever. Mm. Only, I think, because there's such a lack of traffic. Sure. You pull into something, and it wasn't uncommon. At one point in one town, I remember after a lot of seeing nothing, I remember getting and and having to wait for like three cars to go through the intersection before I could. I was like, "What is going yeah, on? Traffic jam traffic here. out here? It's a it's a very very different lifestyle." And that I guess kind of leads to my other additional point where, and, and this might sound a little sh- small minded, and I'm okay with that if if that's how I'm deemed if I, how I'm deemed. But when you're in a place like Estonia, from what I saw. I can see how you, if you pick up something like disc golf and you enjoy it, I can see how that becomes your thing because, because, and this could be of anything, but you're not distracted with an amusement park or the mall or the movie theater or 
like a million other things that we do in the U.S. to entertain us. You're not going to a rock climbing gym there. You're not going to all of these other things that we have in a go-kart track, a mini golf course. I think unless you live in Tallinn, you're not doing any of those things. Not, not, a, not a lot of um, recreational activities to pay for. To pay for or, or that are even, yeah, available to, and I'll again use the word distract or amuse yourself with. It's, I could see that if once you find whatever it is that you love to do, and whether that's playing a freaking instrument or you find the sport that you love or the, or the cross country skiing that you're doing, whatever it is, all those things, I could see how you fully get immersed in that and then become really good or passionate about that just because there's not all of those other things that are, at your beck and call or your easy, like easily available and sure. accessible. Again, I was in a dozen or two like smaller villages, towns, cities. Didn't see a lot of that. Hmm. I, I saw it. I think two movie theaters in the entire country that I was in the entire time I was in the country, one of those being in Tallinn and one of those being in a large city. Now I'll admit I didn't get to, uh, uh, Tartu or, uh, Parnu, Parnu being where Kristen is from. And I think Tartu is also one of the larger cities. I did not spend time in those. So I don't know what's all available in those. And maybe somebody can, you know, also chime in on this, but it feels like Tallinn's kind of the, is definitely the epicenter. You know, I think there's 1.2 million people in Estonia, mm-hmm. and 900,000 of them live in Tallinn. So, like so, the size of the Greater Milwaukee area, exactly. So, it was, um, it was, uh, it was really interesting to see that. And the disc golf there is so good, and there's so many courses, and uh, just absolutely beautiful and stunning. So yeah, driving. Um, I feel like I could do an entire separate segment often on driving in in some of these unique places like Thailand or Taiwan or, or the time I did get to drive on the opposite side of the road in uh, Australia. Mm. Uh, <laughs> some of those some of those get a little bit sketchy. All right. Oh, funny enough, my registration's about to. Oh, and I did manage to get a parking ticket. Yeah, I heard that your final day you got a parking ticket. You posted that. Yeah, that that was just a, a misstep on my behalf. I checked into the hotel go. in Tallinn, of course, the biggest city. Those that's where they'll get you. Um, <laughs> but I pulled in to go into my uh, very very reasonably priced hotel. Uh, pulled in there, ended up unpacking, unloading, repacking, getting ready for the next day. Went down there a few hours later to realize that I couldn't really just keep my car parked there. Uh, so I did get a ticket, but then when uh, I came back later in the night. I got to park uh, on the city street, so I didn't have to pay for the hotel parking. So it's like I got discounted. I just paid a premium parking. You paid a premium to park. <laughs> I paid a premium to park there. Oh, geez. Yes. Um, what do you think... What do you think the storyline or the concern is with MVP and... You know, the fact that we saw this dramatic, uh, what, chase card with Simon Lazat last year, uh, him and, and Corey Ellis, we saw the playoff on the FPO side. Do you feel like 
the four rounds and just the way that course is, do you feel like that sets up and just begs for a tight match and a tight tournament any more than any other course or event? I don't think so. I'm sure statistically maybe if someone gut feeling, I don't think it necessarily does. I think you could, we could see someone win this by four strokes. Okay. I I don't think this particular course, although it has pretty good variety, I don't think it necessarily sets up for um, playoffs. But, I mean, we've seen a few of them happen here. We saw Chipmunk Gate back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we, you know, this past with uh, on the FPO side. I mean, there, there's there's been a few of them. So, I'll, I'll take the fact that I'll take the bet that we don't see one on either side this this week. Okay. And that's literally like a 50-50 guess. I mean, the odds are, I don't know, what are the, I mean, are the odds? That was my next question. What is where, Yeah, what do you give? actually have a playoff for first place? I, I don't know. I don't know. The 20%? Does that sound? One in five chance? That sounds reasonable. Yeah. That sounds. I mean, other than, I mean, it's just a made-up just, number on your behalf. But, yeah, I mean, that sounds reasonable. No, the I, number is real. <laughs> the odds are made up. <laughs> okay. <Thanks. laughs> That's my dad joke for the day. <laughs> yeah. Solid. Uh, um and then as Tim says, seems like a lot of chase card heroics there. And I only I'll say real quick about my my little joke. It's only it's extra funny because my kid just was complaining about imaginary numbers mm. in in his math class. He had to take one of those star tests or something. So sure. he's like, Ah, my calculator is messing up and I did this and that. I had the imaginary numbers. I was like, All right, nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> Hey, a little extra later to that joke. Uh, yes. Um, Tim, also, sorry to hear. It sounds like uh, I think you said that your cat is not doing well. My cat is not doing well. So sorry to hear that. Uh, hopefully everything can be on the mend. Um, Spock earlier had said, how am I supposed to text while driving if I'm uh, jiggling a shifter? Yeah, thankfully that was not a concern for me. Um Voice to text. Yep, yep. <laughs> if I and I didn't really have a lot of interaction, having like the seven, eight, nine hours ahead of the U.S. obviously throws just a lot of things out of mm-hmm. out of sync and out of whack uh, in terms of communication in the first place. It makes things a little bit more difficult, um, no matter how you look at it. Uh, Ray then said, "I think you were talking about my parking ticket." Said, "Ain't no way they're collecting on that one." I tweeted this today, and I said, "I felt that I was." like almost doing a disservice if I didn't get it taken care of as quickly as possible. And and I did pay it today. Uh, I, I, I logged in. Of course, it's very nice and organized for how you can do it. Gives you a little QR code, brings you right to the site, you know, has all your information. It had four pictures of where my car was parked, four different angles. They took a picture. So there is no denying. No question. There's no question about it. They had four different angles that are included in this website. Like, wow. that's my car. Here's where you were illegally, or here's where you were parked too long and you didn't pay for it. Uh, so there's no getting out of it that way or, or disputing it. Uh, and then I paid it. It was 30 euros, which came to, I think, $32 roughly. So it was a significant ticket in that sense. Mm-hmm. But like I said, the parking underground would have been $10 for the night. So I feel like maybe I just paid <laughs> a premium for my parking uh, if, if I'm going to look for a silver lining there. <laughs> um, paying with plastic, yeah, I did not. Now, 
what week are we in? Uh, okay, so you're a little removed from this in the sense that I wasn't available. Or no, we had it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. We've seen sex and firebirds drop, I guess is what yes, I was going to say. I think they dropped uh, last week. No, they dropped the week before because I was doing the press conference at Worlds uh, as they dropped for the first time. Mm. And normally we don't make a big deal about disc dropping, but Sexton Firebirds have been um, a, oh, right. a high point of contention and conversation because there was like an April Fool's version and everyone didn't know if that was going to be the final version or not. And then... Uh, they've jumped on the Halo bandwagon, and now we saw them release. So that's right. Because I made the joke that when they dropped at Worlds, he just cashed more than anybody else yeah. at that tournament. Well, I'm going to follow that up, and uh, I did send him a text today. I said, "Hey, if I bring some to you this weekend, while well, he's in the booth, he's going to sign a few of them for me as well." And I'm just not saying those might become special prizes. Bring a hundred but... of them. Like just show up with a stack and be like, "Thanks, pal." Sit, sign them. <laughs> <laughs> you I know you're sitting here for the next three hours, buddy. You got nothing better to yeah, do. Yeah, I know. Well, when we're in commercial break, you're yeah. you're signing. That's that's a good call, Johnny. Um uh Robert says having a manual kind of sucks because nobody can even move my car for me. Yeah, I guess that could suck. Yeah, if you're parked and everyone's like, I can't do that. I don't So your oldest daughter, Allie. Mm-hmm. She is currently 14, going to be 15 soon. Next month. Yeah. Um, Has she driven yet? Have you brought her? Has has she driven a car yet? As in, did I illegally let her drive? Yeah. No. Okay. Illegally not. Uh, Uh, I did recently, like, I think it was the day before I left for Worlds, signed her up for driver's ed. Which is expensive. Which is expensive. And... Have you looked at the the website? I have not yet. I can't wait till you do. It is one of the most terrible. Oh God! the The website is is mediocre to poor. The guy who I think owns it here in Wisconsin in the Milwaukee area acts acts in all of them, and he's just I'm not going to say buffoon, but he's an he's an idiot. Okay. Um. Yeah, you search around, and the websites is acting, and just some of the, some of their promotional material just is terrible. And and I guess God bless them for saving the money of having it professionally <laughs> done, but it's terrible. And and here in our area, I think you have two or three main options to choose from. And Allie and I were, went through literally every page and every video on that website that night as we were trying to learn mm-hmm. more about what she needed to sign is up. She for. excited to drive. She want she, to? she is um she is and so when you and I to date us just a little bit and compare with some of you guys in other states when you and I were of this age roughly that age you had to be fifteen and a half to get your permit to learner's be able to permit. drive yep. your learner's permit to be able to drive a car period you had to be fifteen and a half COVID of changed a few of the the laws and regulations within Wisconsin as it probably did in a lot of states in a lot in in Wisconsin at one point you could have your parents and you still can have your parents completely sign off on all of your driving and essentially they issue your license yeah you don't have to take a, a road test an actual test now they're back to making more offerings and so on and so forth but parents I believe can still do that in Wisconsin I'm not gonna allow that. And I'm not going to sign on that line saying, you know, she's she's fully good to go. Even though I do trust her. I was going to say, I would have to f- drive with my kid, like, 
quite a bit in order to say, I think you're, because to be honest, the road test, it, it is what it is. Like if I went with my kid and I did most of the things, the road test, you know, drive here, get on exit. Did you look, did you use your blinker? I mean, how many times have you had to perform a Y turn successfully? Like, to the point where you couldn't just like, oh, I need to wedge a little bit more this way. Or sure. parallel park. You know, obviously I want my kid to know how to parallel park and whatnot. But I would say I would feel comfortable if I felt comfortable. I would then feel comfortable about signing something off where they don't have to take the test. Odds are I'm going to have my kid take the test just because cause I'm a cruel bastard that mm-hmm, way. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I see where you're going with that, though. Yeah, I just, I, I like the idea of of not being ultimately responsible. I mean, I am and I'm not because you're, no, you're the parent. You're still responsible. Exactly. It's still your insurance. Say, it's but still. like writing, but signing off, it just feels better if somebody in an official capacity. So there's uh, X amount of you know hours you still have to do in terms of your prep, and then you have uh, the coursework, so to speak, which is now all online. Um, so I did sign her up. And so the day she turns 15, she's eligible essentially to ne- then to then drive drive with a parent or an yeah adult. with yeah so um i'm not worried about her uh, clearly i'm more worried about our, my second yeah. child my daughter Mackenzie, uh who somebody said needs to be on smashbox again one of these days for a check-in oh, um but yeah she's she's the one i'm more concerned about and that's a couple years out thankfully so we'll see so you didn't sign up mason for no he's i mean he he just turned 14 in July. July. So yep. I've got another. Okay. I've got until next July. And what I'd like to do is illegally bring him out over to Northridge Mall, mm. right by there's a Menards over there, which is a like a Home Depot for those of you that don't know. Um, and there's a giant empty lot where the mall used to be. Mm-hmm. Occasionally there's semis parked in there, but it's just this giant lot. And I'd like to just take him around there and just have him drive in the big empty parking lot with the, the little Honda Fit that I have that he's going to at some point inherit. Mm hmm. So that daddy can get a different car and he can, you know, he can have the the oldest car in the school parking lot if he if he's lucky enough to get like a parking pass or yeah. whatever it is. So I I wouldn't mind just taking him to drive. I've had my kid move the car mm-hmm. in the driveway, but that was literally just backing it up and barely pulling it forward. And even that he did a piss poor job of. But <laughs> okay. then he had never gotten behind the wheel before, and so he was very nervous. And I, I, I was in the middle of snow blowing this winter, and I said, hey, I need the car moved. And he's like, okay. So I told him to go inside to get the keys. I think I told the story. He came out with the keys, and I said, cool, you're doing it. And I sat in the passenger seat while he nervously sure. backed the car up and then tried to pull it over in one direction so I could get the other side of the driveway. But I, I do want to take him out at some point. And, but my kid doesn't seem like he's excited to drive at all. Like. He doesn't. He has no urge to go anywhere. Like, yeah, there's no... there's definitely a shift in mentality from when you and I were kids, and and like the the desperate, dire need and or excitement to get your license and have quote unquote have that freedom. And now it's just it's a very different shift in in just generational. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of kids. I mean, granted, he's had some slightly different priorities, but look at Gannon Burr. I mean, what a classic example. He's, uh, you know, you would think a kid that would be dying to be able to get himself to the course and be able to go play and do all this and have his own freedoms. And, you know, to this day is now in some ways that might be to your advantage to be thinking like, yeah, that's cool. I don't have the stress of driving and all these other people are taking me places, but Eagle didn't drive for a long time. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. So 
Um, it, it is definitely a different mentality. And Doc has a good point. Terry wants her to get her license so I can get a ride to the airport. Yeah, the only problem is technically until she's, what, 18 or 16? No, 16. When yeah, you're yeah, 16, yeah. When you're she's free 16, to do whatever. Yeah, then, then uh, there's only certain people that can be in the car and so many of them. Correct. Like she, when she's 16 and has her license, she can't pile like four other. Really? Yeah. There's still, there's some regulations about. Huh. Yeah, who who they are, how many they are, and what ages. I don't recall those when we were I don't younger. feel like we did either. Like or maybe we just didn't care. I don't think they were there, but I don't I th- they- yeah, until she could only have so many like non family members huh. and um and I feel like it's even till a certain time. Uh still. Oh, again, I'll learn all this from report. Back. Sure, sure. But, but yeah, I, those I mean, are I, I mean you I'm sure you have similar experience. I remember when I got my license, we packed my car with kids. <laughs> I think yeah. we had four in the back, one in the passenger seat. We were driving somewhere for lunch at, on uh, lunch hour. Yeah, the, it's it, it just, is different now. Yeah. Uh jeez, kids these days. We're old. So uh, there will be some of that. Somebody, was it Ryan asked if I picked up any Estonians? No, but again, another thing when you try, especially when we saw this in Finland, you'll see it in Finland, Sweden, Norway, those types of places. The amount of people that just walk is astonishing uh, and awesome. Like. Just people walking everywhere. And one of the coolest things that I feel like you see when you do go to some of these towns or cities or whatever, when you pull up to a crosswalk, cars stop, and like people walk through the crosswalk. Like mm-hmm. walkers are so, are a, a thousand times more revered and regarded and safer in these, in so many of these countries that I've been to in ours. Like think about you're, of course, supposed to give the right away to walkers. It's, Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's so many walking and it's such a part of their lifestyle that it's it's so much more respected and regarded. And it's, I think of coming up to a crosswalk and somebody kind of like standing there and like you deciding, are they going or not? Like over there, you you stop. You just wait for them, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, and it's just it it feels like it's not as uh, it's not a second nature or knee jerk reaction over there. It's just part of the built in mentality. We're here. I feel like we're more inclined to be like, well, well, let me just push through this. Like 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it, it's respected. It's respected so much more over there. And then to follow up your point about picking up strangers, <laughs> there was a conversation about the Disc Golf Guy doubles we were going to host. And I said, hey, b- the night before the tournament, let's have doubles. Random draw. We'll have all these people. It'll be so much fun. That was the plan. Well, that was my suggestion. <laughs> Uh, the tournament director got back to me and after a day or two after we talked about it, and he said, you know, generally we're more introverted, us Estonians, and there will probably be some hesitation to showing up and playing random draw doubles. Mm, cultural differences. So let's have bring your own partner doubles instead. Hmm. So you showed up with your partner. Yeah. And how many people showed up? 70. That's a great turnout. It's a damn good turnout. And okay. I'm I'm super happy we did it. I have no idea what it would have been like if it was truly random. But obviously, I, I wanted to adhere to the, uh, the cultural perspective. And I thought that was cr- unique. I don't want to say crazy in a bad way. I just thought that was really astonishing. Because you and I know, random draw flip doubles is arguably the most popular format in all of the U.S., is it not? I, I would Outside of straight-up singles Outside play. of straight-up singles, yeah. Random draw because it's so hard to probably coordinate with a partner and get a bunch of other people to coordinate with partners to all show up in one location, it feels like. So it's so much easier to be like, everybody just show up and you'll get a partner. Who cares who it is? Somebody's going to be unhappy that they got the, the junior. Someone's going to be unhappy. Yeah, that not they, over there, but yeah. Not, yeah, over there, yeah. No kidding. Um, uh, but in general... That is how random draw goes here. We have so many. It's so much easier. So you're more likely going to get like 50, 60, 70 people with a random draw as opposed to like 70 people with a bring your own partner. Yeah. I'm. I, it was wild. I'm a relatively popular guy around here. I don't know if I could find a partner for bring your own partners. No, here. nobody wants to play with you. No, nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. So I, I am so glad that I got the feedback and that we, you know, very quickly amended the the idea and whatever. Uh, good feedback. It was. It was so incredible to hear that because I I thought I would have never thought of that, and I thought how fun. Is it to just play random draw, knowing anybody could get anybody, and they don't feel that way? Nope, not so much. So, uh, it, it Ryan says, majority of leagues around here are random draw doubles. I mean, that's that is easily the most popular non singles format. Maybe that's why they're so introverted. They don't play enough random draw doubles. <laughs> Force them, Terry. Yeah, we're gonna you're gonna make friends and you're gonna like it. <laughs> yeah. No matter what, so think how many people you would have got if it would have been bring your own card. Just you have force them. <laughs> like you have to bring another doubles partner, or you have to bring another doubles team. Yeah. Uh, e- either way, and here's the funny part. The and, and I apologize, I don't have their name. I I wonder if I could find them real quick. The gentleman that won the doubles uh, shot an incredible like fifteen under on eighteen holes. Uh, they didn't even play in the tournament the next day. They were, I think, were both teenagers and did not play in the tournament the very next day, uh, which was kind of surprising to me that they'd go out of their way to play in the doubles, well, but then some, didn't bother playing in the tournament. Sometimes things come up on the weekend. And and here's here's another interesting, again, just cultural note or difference. I told you the entry fee for the tournament for the two round one day C tier was fifteen dollars, fifteen yes. euro. Sorry, yes. 
after some conversation, we ended up doing the doubles. It was $20 a person, Mm. 20 euros a person for the one round of doubles. However, every single player got a Latitude 64 Disc Golf Guy stamp desk. Cool. So, which easily was of 20 euros or more worth. So, no, yeah. I mean, you, uh, there was a disc golf guy awesome. stamp on it. I don't know. There was some pretty cool discs. Uh, I also learned that the Ballista Pro was by far the most popular model out of all the discs that I got from Latitude. Right. I mean, everyone loves the Ballista Pro. It flies apparently. far and it's in Disc Golf Valley. Uh, apparently. Why would, why would so, uh, but we had Orbit, uh, Ice, Orbit, Ice, Orbit, Ballista Pros uh, that were very popular. Sapphires, golden, uh, gold burst diamonds, uh, ice orbit fuses, and uh, and uh, one other. Oh, and gold bolts, which are funny enough. Out of all those, I think are my favorite. Only and they were the it, least favorite. It's a mid range. No, no, no. The fuse oh. is a great mid range. The bolt is a okay. uh, understable high speed driver. Okay, um, but wasn't as popular as the Ballista Pro. So there's a little market research for all of you those that care. Um, I think it's more popular than singles. Yes. Uh, seems like a B random draw is rare. Tim saying it, it can be rare. Uh, and when you're saying a B just for everyone else out there, there's like an upper and a lower pool. It always then comes down to a pissing match or fighting argument of like, Hey, no, this guy or girl or whomever is like too good to be in the, in the lower pool. And then somebody that's in the upper pool is like, hey, I'm not really as good as this person. I want to be in the lower pool. That That is a nice way, I feel like, to attempt to sometimes do doubles mm-hmm. so that you're, the two worst players aren't getting matched up or the, the two best players aren't getting matched up for it in a true random possibility. But it also then becomes an argument about who belongs in which pool. Um, I feel like that's probably going by the wayside a little bit more little, as well. It's a little bit. Did you know... Anything about or hear of any of the uh, the glitch world championships that just took place? I, I mean, I, I heard about it. I know nothing about it. I, I thought it was just something that uh, Matt Graham did in his backyard, mm. but clearly I'm wrong. Um, yeah, I, I don't know a lot of the details. And so if the board wants to enlighten us, I'd, I'd be happy to uh, spread more of it. But yeah, there was uh, the... Was it already last week that it just took place? Yeah, it was this past weekend. Um, I believe Gatekeeper Media did some post production ah, on okay. that, so the yeah, I, th- I think that'll be out there. I guess some I, really young kid was kicking Simon's butt, which was a lot of fun. And I think I know who won, and I don't. I won't spoil it oh, in case okay. it hasn't come out, or in case you don't. I think know. it just came out. Is is my understanding? So, so um, yeah, pretty cool to see Simon trying to get a world championship, but. Mm. Failed. Sounds like it's uh, going to be tough. Not not meant to be. Chokes under pressure. Yes. If that guy would just... I mean, I, I imagine they're trying to do something similar with the glitch that the Polecat has kind of pushed with the Polecat oh, World Championships. And the and... Bite World Championships that took place at the DDO this year. And the what? The Bite World oh. Championships. I did not hear about that one. Uh, I was there, took it in a little bit of it. Uh, spoiler alert, Matty O didn't win that, and I think he was hoping to. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it's this kind of, it feels like everybody's trying to create their own little um, culture with their unique disc. Yeah. 
and that's and that's fine. I mean, I know the glitch has a uh, a good following behind it already. Doesn't hurt to have Simon's name behind it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt that it, it it's kind of a fun disc. It's like you know, obviously the Polecat or the Sonic or something. Yeah, and things. very similar to the Bite. Uh, it, yeah. is it's right in those in the wheelhouse as well. So, um, pretty cool and uh, unique, fun stuff on the side, so to speak, for them to do. Uh, glitch is nice for pre MVP. Oh, uh, oh, the event. Is that what you're saying? The glitch event was well, probably yeah. a little glitch event. Yeah. Uh, I think there was a rain delay during it. And I only say that because as flipping through some social media, I saw, I think Gavin uh, or Gannon, excuse me, Gannon specifically uh, being a little uh, hung up because there were like on a lightning delay for it. Thinking like, Oh, that kind of fits. It's Plenty the, of the other... Uh, the year? Yeah, the season, so to speak. Uh, next will be the Berg World Champion. No, I think that happened. Yeah. I think Scott Stokely won yeah. the Berg World Championship, I, I think so to speak, this last he, weekend. I, th- I don't know if it was a World Championship, but I think it was a Berg-only event. Yes. So he Might won that. Might as well be the World Championship. Exactly. And then, last but not least, when's he going to catch up to our podcast numbers? Brian Schweberger? He's trying, but we keep... You know, he's got to do more. We're guaranteed we weekly. He's not well, close. He's almost guaranteed weekly. He's just got to do uh, 379 events. is what I think I saw. Let me confirm. Yes. Brian Schweberger picked up win 379 this weekend, and he did want to point out in social media. Oh. Is he going to get to 400 before we get to 500? Mm. He's got he's got 20 to go. 21. And we have 30 to go. Maybe. Well, he be- did post that he won this weekend. He shot 19 under earlier. You, uh, No, we didn't talk about it. But Cody Bradshaw was the winner. He edged out Zach Melton in open. Charles Bernhorst finished third. Schwebe won Masters. And as he pointed out on social, he shot four strokes better than the open score. Same layout, all that other stuff. No shot. His score was eligible to, uh, would have won him. Yep. Uh, so he won a few less dollars, but uh, Schwebe did take down win 379. I think the other follow-up to all of that note was someone asking about Kristen's, uh, what were they comparing? Uh, Scott Stokely, not Scott Stokely, sorry. Schwebe's 379 wins to like Kristen's two worlds or something like that. What? Was that? Was that? I don't get that. It sounds dumb. I don't remember what the discussion was, but it clearly got um, plenty plenty of uh, conversation uh, all fired up. Whatever the conversation is, it sounds dumb. Oh, oh, also, you're dumb. You're dumb if I saw a trend today, just going to throw this out there, and you know we don't usually get political, but I'm going to real quickly say this. If you believe Donald Trump wrote a $32 or $37 trillion check, to pay off our national debt because people are literally posting this in seriousness. No one is. No one is. No one's. No one can be serious about that. Whoever, whoever is posting that, they, they have to know in the back of their head they're not. They're not. It's not real. I'm sorry. That's. I. I wish you were right. That's dumb. I, <laughs> dumb's dumb. not the word, Johnny. It's dumb. I wish. I. I. I, I swear. I the, wish you were right, and I wish that on, was true. Then you're on the wrong Facebook. Just you're on the dumb Facebook. Like, I think my Facebook is dumb. Uh, if, <laughs> but I tend to block most of the dumbest dummies. 
you're on you you are I, I, and I don't even the, I don't even care where anyone stands the, politically and like I said this isn't even politically charged. You're just an idiot if if yeah. you are helping perpetuate this trend going around no, suggesting a, not suggesting, flat out saying that's, yeah. that that Donald Trump wrote a check that paid off the USA's net, like national debt. And I'm I I can't I wish I was kidding or that this was one person that posted this. It wasn't. Social media stupid hour is what we're got here. Okay. I, I just I, I felt like I needed to say that. And that's where I'll end any any even tangent to uh anything political. Well that's good. You're just a special kind of stupid at that at that point. If if you are if, if you are perpetuating that. If Donald Trump really paid that off and he is not a Patreon sponsor of this podcast. Oh my god. Then he hasn't paid off all his debts. Then he hasn't debt. paid off all the debts because he owes us. Let me yes. let me let me just say he owes us just like you guys probably owe us a few dollars for providing you with this phenomenal content week after week after so week. So brilliant. Smashbox TV on patreon.com. Terry's going to die over here. He's coughing. Please help this man get some medical assistance. <laughs> I do need he some. He needs some help. And for, you know, if I had some Sarah McLaughlin music, I'd play it right now. I'd put, uh-huh. I would put Terry in a cage in the and play arms of an music. angel. If you just go to patreon.com slash smashbox TV. Do so. Yeah. Uh, I did or go to the I'll doctor be, today. Or I'll be forced to put Terry in a cage. Can't cage this bear, <laughs> but <laughs> unless you give you, me cocaine and then <laughs> you know, cocaine bear. For those of you that are a patreon.com slash smashbox TV supporter, it's a weekly giveaway time. Terry, we're doing two giveaways tonight. We have 133 people eligible for our weekly giveaway. What number are we going to push? Um, I let's let's start with. The second number. The second number. All right. Our first number is 13. Our second number is one. Damn. Damn. And it's funny because I was. One. So it's at the very top here. I sorted it by email address. So it's David Smith. David Smith. Whose email starts with a two. That's why he was the first in the list. Congratulations, David Smith. I'm going to mark him. Wow. I. That's so rare. Didn't we get one like the other day? No, I was going to say that his email starts with a a, a, a two a digit. Well, look at we have no other people. No, he's the only email address that starts with a digit. And when list. you sort in Google Sheets by 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 email address, all right, it puts so, the two first. Congratulations, David Smith. All right, Terry, David Smith won our first giveaway tonight. David Smith, congratulations, David. How are we going to give our second one away? What are we going to do? We're going to, what number are we going to draw? I think the very next number. The very next number? If it's Because I was, was going to say two and then one. If it's two, we're ending this podcast. Oh my gosh. Schwebby is going to beat us to 500 even. All right. The very next number is 120. We're going to the opposite side of the world. I don't know who it is, but we're going to scroll down to 120. Tim Donegan. Congratulations, yes. Timothy Donegan. Thank you, Timothy. Timothy is a very substantial supporter. Thank you. We owe you. Thank you, Timothy. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. Um, 
Oh, and you were so close, Tim Quartz, who we know is out there on the board listening live. 123, that's what Tim oh, was. Oh, yes, just a few spots off. Mm. So, Congratulations, Tim. Congratulations, David. We will get you uh, an email. I'll send it to Terry, and he will be able to verify your address. I'm, I'm pretty sure we have Tim's address. We've sent quite a few things to him down in Texas as okay. far as uh, some clothing, as well as some of our support discs, all that fun stuff. I believe he even has probably a uh, little a mini, mini on behind, the wall mini behind us. There As somewhere. I said, big time supporter. So Timothy, thank, we appreciate thank it. Thank you very much, Tim. Um, I wanted to quickly lose track of what I was going to say. I've been pretty good at that tonight. Uh, you, you kind of referenced it. Somebody said Terry might be jet lag. I'm not a hundred percent. If that's not clear, enough already by uh, some of my conversation tonight. I am not 100%. Uh, Basically, the moment I touch down in Estonia, uh, I feel as if a sinus infection set on. And I'm kind of prone to them uh, in the last few years. Of course, a lot of travel and then late nights and or long days, I don't think help. And then 12 to 14 hours in planes, I'm sure doesn't really... not conducive to your yes. health. I don't think it's helpful, especially when I didn't happen to sleep. My my flight on last Tuesday was like 6 p.m. That's a terrible time for me to be on a flight, an eight-hour flight. Like 6 p.m.? Like Because then I'm awake for pretty much all of it. Like To try and fall asleep during that time is really weird. And then next thing you know, it's already the next day. So then you're up, and it's all daylight, and... Yeah, and it, jet lag isn't usually an issue, so to speak, but I just think with the way the day unfolded, that gave me a long day of being up, and uh, I did go to the doctor today. I also took a test for COVID, came up negative. Uh, I think I just, uh, I'm on the tail end of a sinus infection, so hopefully we're going to be all good to go here, but it was, it was I was sick pretty much the entire time I was there, uh, which was not great, but it worked. Um. Jet lag Terry is the second best Terry. Drunk Terry is best. Well, he corrected himself a, a comment later. Well, not drunk, but pleasantly buzzed. <laughs> um, I don't know about that. Uh, speaking oh, of being uh, in Ray, Bend. I was to say, before you get to that, Ray asks a good question, and I did hear about this. Did you all hear about the emergency, the plane that had an emergency landing due to a passenger having diarrhea all through the cabin? Like, down the aisle. He uh, that like, That makes sense now, because... The idiots that were sitting behind me, it was two adult-ish men with their mother, right? I picked all this up in the first few seconds of sitting down on the way back. They were behind me. I'm going to be judgy and just say they were three of the dumber people I've ever heard, just listening to their conversation. And at one point, somebody said something about um, about something uh, along those lines, and I didn't get uh, obviously. I, I, I thought they were just talking like idiots, honestly. And uh, so now it's we're I'm tying this together. Yeah. So no, I, I didn't I, hear about it. But I didn't now, hear much about it. I saw, uh, sadly, I think I saw a picture or two of that that somebody had taken of the plane mostly empty and brown spots in the center aisle. Mm. Um, and that's all I really heard about it. And I just thought I, I didn't realize someone had to make an emergency landing for that, but. I guess if you don't make it to the bathroom and yeah, yeah, you have a, I mean, at that point it's, there's clearly some kind of, you know, legitimate health hazard. Presumably. I mean, if, if, if you've struggled and, and you've (laughs) 
peppered throughout an entire plane. <laughs> uh, and it's not contained to just one area that could be avoided. Uh, yeah. I guess that I, would be pretty miserable. I did hear about it. I did hear a story about a like a thirteen or fourteen hour flight with someone had a, a a dog with them, and for whatever reason, the dog was passing gas the whole time. Yeah, I think I saw a headline, and then and the, so, a couple complained, and they got like seventy dollars off their flight or yeah. something because <laughs> uh, the dog was very stinky. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, one one of the classic lines I heard from the uh, family behind me. Uh, at one point, the the mother, who must have been like maybe in her sixties, she goes, "Well, you know, Taylor Swift is a man, right?" I was like, "What?" I almost got up out of my seat to turn around, and all I thought was, even if she was, what you know, who cares? But really, like again, people just continue to freaking amaze you with amaze their stupidity. Me. Yeah. This this that that's what this, and she went on and like went on about the story, and I. Um, yeah, takes all types. Um, God, God bless them all. Um, and I am, I'm not claiming to be the smartest tool in the shed, the brightest bulb, whatever you want to call it. We're but, definitely not. Wow. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, it takes all types. All right. I think it's time to it's call time it. It's time to wrap it, I, I'm Terry. just going to get more frustrated or flustered or, or something or all of those things. Um, yeah. MVP, four days. Is there a cut? There, there, I think there is. There's got to be. God, there's got to so. be. There's, there better be. I'll say this right now, and I know he makes no decisions on this. <laughs> Mahmood, if there's not a cut, God help me, I will hunt you down. <laughs> wow. Um, he lives just south of us here in Chicago. It'd be easy to find him. <laughs> yeah, that's a good call. And he'd probably tell me where he is. He'd be like, "Yeah, John, I get it. I know." <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully. And it's not most fault. He doesn't make any of those decisions. No, but we'll blame him. Anyway. I will still blame him, though. Uh, and honestly, it might be somewhere within uh, an email that I've received. Maybe there is. Maybe there isn't. Um, but anyway, four rounds, Maple Hill. Sounds like there's going to be stuff going on every night. You can ask Hope at the production guys, meeting tomorrow. I'll be on a plane. Uh, hopefully everything goes smooth and uh, we have all around an awesome weekend and looking forward to it. And then we'll probably have one or two of the champions on next week and uh, we'll go from there. We'll probably also then be previewing and talking about the upcoming U.S. Women's Major as well. So one last time, podcast 471's After Show. Johnny, I'm Terry. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. We step inside the Smashbox. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.